It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Oh yeah, baby. You know, Mitch. They love their cougars. Mitch Harper. Good afternoon, Cougar Nation, and welcome to a new edition of the Cougar Tracks podcast on KSLSports.com. I'm your BYU insider, Mitch Harper. It's Friday, July 1st, and man, what a day. What a day. What a 24 hours it has been in the world of college athletics. Here's a roadmap for today's show as we kick off the month of July. USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. My reaction to that bombshell of news in college sports. The impact this has on the Big 12 where the conference goes next. And, oh, by the way, speaking of the Big 12, one year from today, BYU will be joining the Big 12 Conference officially. The Cougar Tracks podcast is streaming live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the KSL Sports YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. It's also available in podcast form, as you may be listening right now, on all major podcasting platforms and the KSL Sports app. So USC and UCLA to the Big Ten Conference. When I saw the John Wilner tweet, it was such a casual tweet that I had to look at it multiple times to make sure it wasn't some parody account. At first, it honestly seemed fake. Now, USC has always been upset since the Larry Scott reign in the Pac-12 They've thrown out threats of independence and their fan base has been pissed beyond measure because, well, Clay Helton was a terrible football team and things like that. But there was always that possibility. And we've seen that the SEC and the Big Ten are moving away from everyone else. But it was still shocking to see. Just to see USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Everything you know about college athletics is going to crap. It's just, it's bizarre. A institution like USC that's been in the pack for 100 years, and now that's gone. It's unreal. Massive blow to the Pac-12 conference. Losing the LA market is significant. The awful moves by Larry Scott have ultimately sunk the Pac-12. And what's interesting is he was once celebrated as the savior. I remember 
the Salt Lake Capitol steps or Utah Capitol steps in Salt Lake City, that Pac-12 day, and just everyone was celebrating that guy as just some innovative, visionary. Now he looks awful, and he just cashed his final check with the Pac-12 yesterday on the day that the league potentially crumbled. Now, I'm not willing to say the Pac-12's dead. Last year, everyone said the Big 12's dead, and they recuperated and, and bounced back and and got back to order. The thing is with the, the Pac-12 is who do you go and get? There's not a BYU. There's not a UCF, a Houston, or a Cincinnati. The four programs that BYU, or excuse me, the Big 12 added, all have great potential in athletics to to climb. They've invested at a high level already. They're going to continue to invest at a high level. And if you're the Pac-12, the best candidate, honestly, out there might be UTSA. And UTSA, I say them because they're rising. They're got a growing enrollment. And they're kind of the, the next, maybe, UCF, Houston in that AAC going forward. But, I mean, UTSA in the Pac-10, Pac-12? What's the point? So, it's bizarre. And the Big Ten adds USC at a time where USC is going into overdrive with Lincoln Riley. They're going to be a power on the gridiron. There's no question about it. For UCLA, it's like, eh. They might be okay, but they're probably always going to be an afterthought. But hey, you're in LA and you got good academics. The Big Ten has Goliath Brands in its new 16 team league. And I'm just curious what the Big Ten does next. I think North Carolina and a Duke would seem to mo- make the most sense for the Big Ten because then you tap into kind of in that area in the SEC footprint. I know it doesn't matter geography. I mean, hell, LA now is part of the Big Ten. But North Carolina and Duke would seem to make a lot of sense because the Big Ten tries to pride itself on research institutions, the market, and improving the life of the student-athlete. You see these press releases from the Big Ten and USC and UCLA, and you just think, how does this improve the student-athlete experience now having to take all these charter flights? They're going to be multiple hours, even charter. I don't get it. It's just... I get it from the revenue standpoint. You're going to make nine figures worth of revenue. But why Why are college fans so enamored with their team making a ton of money? I, it's just, it's so weird how that now is becoming the gold standard of success. Well, now we're making a boatload of money. Are you getting a cut of that? Oh, and last I checked, Still, a conference is only going to be decided by one winner. And I still don't believe USC is going to outdo Ohio State. Only one team can win. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, that's where, and I'll get into this with the college football playoff, the future, but there's got to be some two-league thing now, right? That's where college football has got to go. And it is. It's, it's clear that this is a two-conference sports sport which makes things frightening for everyone else, like the Big 12. And what about the Big 12 moving forward? The Big 12 needs, needs to go on the hunt. They need to be aggressive. They honestly should be saying right now, Arizona, Arizona State, 
come on board. Get them to destabilize the Pac-12 and move the ground from under the likes of Oregon and Washington even more. Go get the Arizona schools. Because the Arizona schools, quite frankly, in the current iteration of the Pac-12 have done nothing. Arizona's never been to a Rose Bowl. They have an amazing men's basketball program. And that's, to me, a selling point for an Arizona. Like, hey, come join the greatest basketball conference in America. Be in the same league with Kansas and Baylor. A great basketball league. Arizona basketball would continue to take off with Tommy Lloyd. And then Arizona State, you bring Phoenix, you got another market. And there's there's always potential. Arizona State's the sleeping giant. If you destabilize the Pac-12's ground by getting the Arizona schools, which at one point always seemed like a pipe dream, now it seems more feasible, then you've got a better chip to potentially go and get Oregon and Washington, who are far and away the best brands in the Pac-12 conference that are remaining. But I think you got to go get the Arizona schools, and the Big 12 has to attack Now, keep in mind, the revenue projections for the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were comparable with USC and UCLA in the league. Navigate Research Firm projected that the Pac-12 would be pulling in per team $62.8 million in 2029. The Big 12, the new Big 12, $57.5 million. Think about that. USC and UCLA in the Pac-12, and they were only about $5 million better from a revenue perspective than the new Big 12. I got to imagine that the revenue is going to dip quite a bit projection-wise for the Pac-12, and the on-field products aren't great either. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, he needs to move up his start date. He's starting on August 1st. That needs to start today because he needs to go out and get some members ASAP. Get Arizona and Arizona State. Those would be fantastic additions. You just get those two programs, you're up to 14 teams. And I think that's a really good league moving forward. And again, it destabilizes the ground of the Pac-12, and then I think you've got a better pool to get Oregon and Washington. The LA Times reported Quote, at this time, the Big Ten is not going to expand further with Pac-12 members. Oregon and Washington are always going to be there. So they don't need to rush into them. USC, you kind of rush into because, what's well, USC. I mean, they're one of the five greatest brands in college athletics. If you get Arizona and Arizona State, then it it just, again, destabilizes the ground. And then also you possibly go to Colorado and Utah. I think there's some bad blood with Colorado. Colorado bailed on the, on the Big 12 before. And honestly, the Buffs should have never left in the first place, even though idealistically they align better with the West Coast and maybe the liberal values of the Pac-12 over the Big 12 and the Plains. But uh, they probably should have never made that move. From a Utah side of things... I think they would do it. What would BYU do? Would they try to voice their opinion and block Utah? I don't think so. I really don't. I think there would be an excitement from BYU's in to have Utah in the league. I think it would be 
catastrophic on Utah's vantage point to be in the same league as BYU again. Because then, what advantage do you hold over BYU? You know, in all the talk last year when the Big 12 folded and BYU was joining the league, oh, it's Power 4. That was always a fantasy land. Anyone that was following this, I've said it before, I mean, the Big 10 and the SEC were moving away. The SEC, the Big 10, that's a different ballgame now. Pac-12, Big 12, it was the same thing, even when they had USC and UCLA. Now the Big 12 is in a higher ground, in my opinion. And it's hard to picture the Pac-12 having the leverage over the Big 12. It really is. So Big 12 needs to make sure their, their membership is stable. I don't know where they're honestly going to go, any of the existing members. The leftover eight, they've been in realignment talks for a long time. No one's ever wanted them. What's going to suddenly change now? BYU, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, they're not going anywhere. So it's hard to picture the Pac-12, too, that had low financial projections with USC and UCLA having any leverage to pull some of the new Big 12 members. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. But Washington and Oregon are some really good brands, and you could argue they're bigger than anything in the new Big 12 from a brand perspective. It helps, I believe, that the Fox Sports CEO seems to like the new commissioner in the Big 12, and what's the incentive for Fox to pay for the current Pac-12 rights when they've already got the West Coast's biggest market in Los Angeles, already cooped up in probably the next Big 10 deal. Uh, So I think that... The Big 12 needs to be on the attack, and they need to go get some new members and and make this thing work and and get an ad membership because someone in this new iteration of college athletics has to be the third-best conference. So why not the Big 12? Why not be the third-best league that makes the third-most revenue? Why not be that conference? What is the ACC going to do? That's going to be interesting. They've got the grant of rights through 2036. I don't know legally how that gets broken or anything like that, but something to keep tabs on there. Uh, Long-term concerns, I think, for the Big 12 Conference. College football playoff access, to me, is seriously in doubt long-term. After 2025, there's no college football playoff plan in place. And that's why, to me, it was a disastrous moment when the 12-team playoff was not signed off. And think about how foolish that was. George Klaevkoff, Jim Phillips at the ACC, they didn't want to embrace the 12-team playoff. They're like, oh, we're gonna, we, want, we want eight or, or four. We want to protect the Rose Bowl, all these dumb things. How'd that, how'd that fare for you? Now, 
the college football playoff after 2025, there's no plan in place. And there doesn't need to be a unanimous, oh, we're all kumbaya, we're all in agreement of this. On the previous iteration, the 12-team playoff that was discussed a year ago, everyone had to agree. And had they all agreed, it would have been a, an amazing thing, I think, for college football nationally. Now, though, you're staring down a world where why not have the college football playoff be SEC versus Big Ten? Two conferences, like the NFL, you've already got 32 teams like the NFL in the two leagues. Why not just have a eight-team playoff amongst those two conferences? And then Notre Dame somehow factors in as well. Or a 12-team playoff. The best brands in college football reside in those two leagues now. I mean, that's just what it is. That, to me, is a massive concern for the Big 12 Conference. And with the NCAA losing its power, where the FBS or Division I can lead itself, or the NCAA might just be completely gone completely, does college football playoffs starting in 2025, do they oversee FBS football? Does then the SEC and the Big Ten begin fielding their own basketball tournament? This is where it gets dicey for the Big 12 because they've, they just pulled in a record amount of distribution, $42.6 million per team. They distributed amongst their league members, 10, 10 conference teams. A lot of that factors into the college football playoff revenue. The units from the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Bowl games. Does that all go away now? Is that gone? Because honestly, the quality of play in the Big 12, even with just standing pat at 12 teams, it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. But now you're looking at a world where it's SEC Big 10. Who honestly cares about everything else? If you want to be in the Big 12, you can play like you were a group of five where you're just kind of playing second-rate football. That's the concern now, is that you're not going to have revenue streams that are lucrative like you've been experiencing year after year as a P5. Those playoff revenue streams are gone because you're an afterthought now. Maybe there will be some at-large tie-in somehow, some way, kind of like the group of five at-large bid. But honestly, that's what it is. I really believe that the TV money will end up being okay for the new Big 12. It's not going to be SEC or Big 10 levels of revenue, but it's going to be a windfall of money compared to what BYU's been used to. I mean, it's going to be amazing in that sense. But uh, the goal, I, again, I think they got to be that third best league. And it suddenly has that chance to clearly be that. Uh, the negotiations for the Big 12 TV deal will begin February of 2024. And getting new membership now becomes priority one for the new commissioner. And then that media rights package to try to make it as lucrative as possible for the Big 12 conference because I do believe that the postseason revenues uh, could be completely different than what the Big 12 is used to. Because now if you're a bowl game 
why would you not want to be paired with SEC and Big Ten? I mean, if you're, say, just like the Outback Bowl or some Alamo Bowl that's got tie-ins to the Big 12, you want to be at the highest levels and have tie-ins with those leagues. It's just a wild time in college athletics. And it honestly gets me thinking, I think the growth of college athletics will take off. I think this doom and gloom that people are saying is is short-sighted. I think that it's going to grow the interest because like a pro sports model, uh, there will be fewer teams to follow from a casual sports fan perspective. I think the sport will actually grow in interest. I do. But for someone like myself who who loves college football the way that it's been and how the sport has been constructed with all of its flaws, I don't know if I feel like this is the same college football anymore. I'm still going to watch. There's no doubt about it. I'm still going to cover BYU till the end of days. Like That's just what I'm going to do. But at the same time, the, the college football playoff, the BCS, the old alliance, the polls, you know, for so many years they told us these lies that it's not about brand names. It's about a, it's about strength of schedule. It's about these sort of metrics. And what is it coming down to right now? Brands, markets. You know, we're, we're seeing that with these moves now. Everything that we thought we knew, uh, it's coming to fruition. It's like, you're, you're, you're this whole front of, yeah, we're not, you know, picking Ohio State over Baylor and TCU for the playoff. It's, it's just simply metrics and game based. No, you know, it's about brands. It's about brands. We're not dumb. And we're seeing that play out with all these realignment moves. What's crazy to me, though, is how does a Purdue, how does a Rutgers, Add value to this. I guess everyone needs a seller dweller, I guess. How does Vanderbilt, what value do they add to this mix? It's nuts. It's downright nuts. But there you go. One year from today, BYU will be in the Big 12 Conference. And regardless of these moves that are happening in the conference realignment space, There should be a lot of excitement for what BYU is going to be potentially doing in the new Big 12. And, you know, through it all, Tom Holmes just got to continue operating and ramping up his program to not worry about these moves. I mean, for the first time, BYU doesn't need to worry about, well, where are they going? Uh, We know that they're not going to the Big 10 or the SEC. Maybe the SEC gets wild and wants to add BYU one day. I doubt it. It's not going to happen in the Big 10. Maybe the SEC... Doubt it, but uh, they know where they're, they're placed now, and that's nice. Imagine if BYU was independent. Oh, my gosh. This would be just DEFCON 5. This would be a nightmare. So one year from now, they're planning for the Big 12 and uh, continue to ramp up the efforts, and the countdown really heats up. It's now less than a year till BYU is in that conference beginning July 1st, 2023. I don't even say Power 5 anymore. <laughs> feel like that's applicable to say it's now the pro too i i don't i don't know what you call it but it's sec and big 10 but nonetheless byu's got to be excited about that new big 12 because it's the best competition that byu will have ever experienced going uh in, in their in their histories 
And BYU has navigated life in subpar conferences before and become powerhouses. Can they do it again in the Big 12, which will likely be viewed as a second-rate league to the SEC and Big 10? Definitely will from a financial standpoint and probably a perception standpoint as well. But nonetheless, I'm still excited for it. I want to see that new Big 12 happen, and I want to see more members added. I want to see Arizona and Arizona State in a perfect world, Oregon and Washington, and then maybe Colorado and Utah as well. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Cougar Tracks podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. I got to go because it's my son's birthday, and uh, he turns nine today. So happy birthday to my son, Max. I will catch you on maybe Tuesday. Monday is the holiday, July 4th. I'll be on Cougar Sports Saturday, tomorrow, down at the Mountain America Expo in Sandy at the Hot Tub Convention. So uh, if you see me and Matt Biamonte, stop by and say hi. We'll have a lot of Big Ten conference realignment talk, of course, on the docket. It'll be a fun show. So we'll catch you then. Here on the Cougar Tracks podcast, it's always powered by kslsports.com. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.